do it. Come on down to Ryan's Discount Podcast Warehouse. We got all the Drupal podcasts you could ever want. This is uh, day three of Drupal Con, and this is the Drupal Easy Podcast. And I have had plenty of interaction with really interesting people, so I have all this energy that has nowhere to go. So now you get that. Uh, looking at me right now, I don't know why I'm standing. You're, you're, you're moving the most. I think that's why. My visual acuity is, is based on movement. Like shiny? Yeah. Okay. Like right. the T-Rex. So uh, I'm going to predatorily stalk you, Mike. Yeah. How is your DrupalCon going, and how is your mental health? It was a good day. I, uh, I took this morning's keynote to heart, and I drank a lot of water all day. So I think I put a lot of steps in between wherever I was and the nearest restroom. But uh, yeah, it was a really good keynote this morning. You know, it was stuff that, as, as Schnitzel said, you just got to make a habit, and you're going to feel better. Because a lot of people tend to just sit at their desk and pound away at code and get frustrated and, you know... You need to give your time. For me, it's I need to let my brain relax every now and then because that's when stuff actually happens. Um, so he had a, he had a lot of great tips, and he was open and honest enough saying, maybe these will work for you, maybe they won't, but they work really well for me. So you know, give it a shot. If only you guys could see Mike's Italian hand gestures, this this podcast would have been driven home so much better. Next time we'll have to come up with like. A, you know, Kinetico podcast or something, right? We like to refer to it as visual semantics. Visual semantics, indeed. <laughs> the voice you hear there is Jason Pommental, uh, Jason of the New England persuasion up there. Um, well, that's with the one up as with the, uh, all the other Jason Pommentels. Well, right. But uh, with the with the little uh, shelties, are they shelties? He's he's a rough collie, actually, one of the extra large size fluffy dogs. Okay, think classy. On Instagram, they look really small. So. Well, your phone is really small. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but uh, probably the most photographed collie on Instagram. Uh, you can you can find him at, at a proper collie. Or just follow me on Instagram, and he does get shown around a lot. I've had people at Drupal events on three continents ask me how he's doing and how I like Turner Reservoir. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> and your hair kind of matches, so it's it's like one of those things where, you know, the pets and the owners are, right? Yeah, yeah, we blend a little bit, cool. I will admit. So how's your DrupalCon been going? You had an awesome presentation about fonts. Thank you. Actually, I didn't even know that, but you just had to have. No, I did. I really did. <laughs> I saw the hat, Ryan. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, I was really excited. Uh, I gave a talk on Tuesday on the history of typography as user experience. Um, I love that the Drupal community has welcomed me for five years now to talk about typography at events, which is really kind of awesome to see that level of enthusiasm. Um, but today was a real standout for me, actually, was Cat Cool and Clay Marshall uh, talking about some sort of flexible layout, advanced beautifulness that they have been working on in uh, Drupal 7 and Drupal 8. Um, Really thoughtful ideas about how to do some very polished and sophisticated layout ideas in Drupal 8 while still having that real ease of use for for content authors. Um, It's really good stuff. As the track chair of the site building chair, I thank you for mentioning a session that I curated. (laughs) 
It was a real good one. It was a great way to finish out the conference. Well, good. Then we did our job. You did it well. Excellent. Um, we will check back in with you. How is the um, New England Drupal Camp? Uh, oh, the New England Drupal Camp is really shaping up. And I have to plug Design for Drupal still has session submissions open. So if you are in the New England area uh, or you want to come visit, get your session submissions in in the next, I think it's in the next week or two. Um, so check out Design for Drupal. Um, the event itself is June 22nd to the 24th in Boston, uh, Cambridge specifically at the Nerd Center. And then this fall will be the New England Drupal Camp, um, September 30th and October 1st. It is going to be in Manchester, New Hampshire this year. We are moving, it, moving the revolution around New England. We're really excited about that. Well, in Manchester, a really beautiful place. It is. Where and I got stuck in the snow a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, so did I. It was I. a Halloween uh, Drupal Camp. New Hampshire Drupal uh, Camp. Yep, and that was another one of those things where I think I gave at least two different sessions. <laughs> it's a bad habit. It happens, it happens. So, um, yes, thank you very much, Jason. Um, how about right now, we have a little bit of an ad slash check-in with our sponsor, DuJour, David Snowpack of MyDropWizard.com. Uh, welcome to the podcast in person. Thank you. And, um, you know, we get to renew our meetage. What do we call it? Renew our in-person meetership. That's, that's good. Meet, Meet-up-ship. What did we say? I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, I like uh, meetership because it sounds like leadership, and that's a very positive thing. That's good. That's good. Exactly. So, uh, my Drop Wizard, you guys are here at DrupalCon. Um, I'm assuming having lots of conversations about what's happening with Drupal 6, but also just the general um, maintenance services that you guys provide. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we had a, a booth here at DrupalCon this year, which was super fun. Um, we do uh, maintenance and support for Drupal 6, 7, and 8. Uh, very soon, hopefully someone will get a video of it that we can link to later, there will be the uh, Drupal 6 funeral procession. Uh, that uh, Kalamuna and Four Kitchens are doing, which is going to be super fun. Uh, but we're one of the uh, Drupal 6 long-term support uh, vendors officially vetted by the Drupal security team, which I think means at the end of the procession we're going to steal Drupal 6's body and resurrect it. I love it. I love it. That's supposed to be in another part of New Orleans. I don't think that's supposed to be in this part. <laughs> So, um, in addition to offering the Drupal 6 support, um, you guys offer, um, like, white-label phone supports, too, right? Uh, so, we offer white-label maintenance and support, so that means if you're a freelance Drupaler or um, a Drupal shop, and you want to focus on building... Uh, you know, a new site or a new feature, uh, we can take care of maintenance and support for your previous clients. Um, so we can, you know, handle their support requests so they don't, uh, you know, distract you from your project work um, and keep them, you know, happy and supported so that when they have a new feature, a new site to build, it'll come back to you. Uh, we do not provide, like, direct phone support. Um, you know, our support basically works by sending an email, which creates a ticket in our system. Uh, we definitely will call up clients to have, you know, conversations and talk to them through things if necessary. Uh, but we don't have, like, a number you can call us any time of the night and complain about your Drupal. Okay. Good to make the distinction, yes. So I think you guys recently made uh, an announcement about how many people are using your service. Uh, yeah, so uh, I wrote a blog, I think, on Friday, um, talking about uh, 
you know, how the Drupal 6 long-term support has gone. Uh, we are currently responsible for 424 Drupal 6 sites. Um, and yeah, in, in that blog post, I talk about some of the things that went well and maybe didn't go so well with the Drupal 6 long-term support so far. But I think in general, it's been a, a success. I mean, we're helping a lot of people keep their sites online and secure and bug-free uh, while they figure out what they're going to do next. Awesome. And uh, this message brought to you by MyDropWizard.com. And uh, thanks for being on the show, David. Thank you. And yeah, if at any point anyone from the peanut gallery has a comment, of course, just jump on in. I feel like people are like stepping way back. Like, I don't want to be on the show until I want to be on the show. Well, we don't want to. We don't want our sound to cross into other things. I mean, it's the end of a con, so there's already a lot of chatting going around. People coming by to hug and say goodbye. There's there's a guitar circle going on. Um, so yeah, so I think when we we. It's hard to have a back channel when there aren't any text boxes to type into. That's true, it's true. Yeah, so our, our next podcast will be done from uh, the middle of the DBA Jazz Club, I think, <laughs> while the band is playing. Let's see how that goes. Uh, how about we talk to Anna next? You're standing right here. How has your day been going, Anna? Uh, my day was pretty good. I've spent most of it in the uh, sprint rooms, uh, working on some contrib stuff, helping uh, new contributors and people working on things with various issues, just kind of being around, being part of the community. Um, I, you, you might have heard me uh, swearing under my breath when David mentioned the uh, Drupal 8 uh, funeral parade, or the Drupal 6 funeral parade, because I'm very much looking forward to that tonight. Excellent, excellent. And um, the sprints and the community contributions are definitely a big part of DrupalCon that maybe a lot of the first-time attendees don't get to check out. So if you are on your way to DrupalCon, make sure that you get off of the paper schedule, right? Uh, not only that, but also realize that a lot of times the uh, con is really publicized as being the three days of sessions and of keynotes and everything, but there's also events before and after the con. So tomorrow is the big community sprinting day where we'll have mentored course sprints, um, we'll help you get set up, uh, get your workflow set up, your tools set up if you want to contribute, and anybody can come by. So we're really trying to spread the world, word that for any con, you can definitely um, plan that there will be things going on before and after the dates of the sessions. And I think something that's really important to make sure everybody understands is even for someone like me who has much more of a design background, there's a lot of things that ev all of us can do to help contribute, and there's so many people there willing to help you. Um, the last couple of DrupalCons I've been to, uh, people had me up and running, helping to make contributions to Core, to converting to Twig, to all kinds of things that were at my level. And that was really the whole key. There's like dozens of people there ready to help anybody of any skill level and interest, whether it's documentation, user experience, markup, CSS, template files, all kinds of things. And it's really, it's incredibly rewarding. I mean, rather than saying at your level, I would say at your, you know, with what your expertise is. Sure. Because there's definitely a big push in the community to get folks like you involved in, in um, issues earlier in the process so we can look at issues from a UX standpoint as well as from the technical code standpoint. Right. No, I think I guess I guess what I was getting at is is you you personally, whosoever's listening to this, that there's always something that is going to be in your lane. You know, or in a lane that you want to be in. Because if you've never made you know worked on a patch or know knew how to make one, someone will teach you. And that's just incredibly valuable lessons that you can then take with you back home and, and really help further that stuff. I mean, we've, Kelly and I have talked, you'll meet shortly, 
have talked a bunch about you know different modules that are really important to us that aren't in D8 yet, and you know what's our strategy and how can we help make this stuff happen? And this is a place you can make those connections. You might find the module contributor or the person who made that in the first place, and just be able to walk up to them, introduce yourself, and say, "Hi, how can I help you?" Yeah. Well, and you know, as credit for that, my one and only Drupal core patch, even though I write code all day, is a documentation patch. So what can you do? Yeah. The only ones that I've ever made that made it into core were just things where I helped clean up a little bit of syntax in some template files. But that's really meaningful to me, that they're in there, and that I got to actually do that and have my name on it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think um, next time we do one of these podcasts, we're definitely going to have to find a guy with a guitar because I'm digging, <laughs> I'm digging the, tr- the soundtrack. Good vibe. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, you're in, in the circle next, so by the law of counterclockwise podcasting, which I seem to be doing because I'm right-handed, uh, we're going to call on you next. How's your day been going? Okay, my day has been sleepy thanks to the excellent social programming last night um, that continued into the wee hours. But since then, I went to a good session on Big Pipe, um, which is just going to be really exciting. So that was very fun to hear more about um i did oh mike herschel did a great session on using chrome developer tools um and like power user skills um in chrome which was fun and then uh, john alvin did a boff on his ideas about getting components into core um so we'll be sprinting on that tomorrow if people want to come think about how to work on that stuff with zen and then eventually hustle it into core potentially that sounds pretty cool so uh getting getting components so so components maybe we could have like a 10 second breakdown from the more front-end astute people here about what is a component and why do i care as somebody who does a lot more coding and site building well so the idea is if you've ever heard of something like pattern lab the idea of looking at the inventory of little patterns on your website visually, like lists of articles, um, what is the pattern for showing a teaser of a blog post or the information about uh, people in a directory, those are all patterns. And those components, the idea there is to be able to write that stuff separately from Drupal and just write the exact markup that you want, the CSS that goes with it, and then be able to bring that in as a component twig file rather than a te- like a larger template twig file referencing a whole page. So think of it as bringing in, taking the component idea from twig and, and our theme system, but breaking it down even further into the Lego blocks that we create and, and really ties it to content and design intent. So that actually also allows designers who aren't as familiar with theming in theory then to be able to work on this stuff separately and have a path for those things to come into Drupal as part of the theme and site building structure and and it will allow us to be much more aligned with how the content is built, how it's displayed, how we want it rendered on the page, and how we actually build the markup and and CSS to go with it. Okay, so in the beginning, there was Drupal add CSS, right? And then we added this idea that JavaScripts and CSS files could be related to each other so we created libraries and it was good but now we're saying that not only do we want to be able to have css and javascript what we want to have the template file be related to all that as well right and we want those template files to be small and modular so they can be included 
on a content type or on a view or in a block or in a form on the login page or in my own custom whatever that I happen to be building, right? Right. And this this really does help align all of this work with the wider web design world and the way the trends are moving there and thinking about content and design patterns all in this very modular sense. The same way we might structure our SAS partials if we use that, we've got things broken down into folders, this actually takes the idea of putting the markup templates with that as well. In theory, that's one implementation. And then, you know, make it so if you want to look at the markup for this list, this block of blog posts on your homepage, there's one template file, there's one CSS chunk or SAS partial or whatever it is, all self-contained. And that it's kind of getting all the benefits of, like, web components, but doing it within Drupal and not breaking the whole inheritance thing because web components are kind of dumb. But it's some really neat stuff. It's really forward-thinking. Very cool. So that's talking about getting stuff into Drupal. And sometimes the people who get stuff into Drupal end up leaving us behind. It's, a, it's sometimes a sad day when people leave Drupal. And somebody who has spent a lot of time thinking about this very idea of leaving Drupal recently is David Wong. And uh, little known fact, which if you listen to the podcast is not a little known fact, David actually went to school with my college girlfriend and we met like 10 years before we met or something like no, that. that that's absolutely true and also a way to set me up on this question ryan yeah. yes yeah that, that, that wasn't a loaded uh, a loaded platform or anything <laughs> so you did a talk i did a talk yes i did yeah but not about myself leaving drupal though i did think it'd be kind of funny to commit harikari on stage or something like that <laughs> you know to, to show how serious i was about this no it, it was a it was a distillation of uh, sort of a, a, a call for stories that I put on Twitter and email and personally and, and other places about why various folks have moved away from the Drupal community and or organizations have deplatformed from Drupal or people have made alternative choices in technologies in their, in their time. It, suffice it to say, it's pretty complicated, so there's no short answer. Yeah, there's no, like, one reason why everybody no. is leaving in droves or something. No, and I, don't, I wouldn't say everybody's leaving in droves either, but in a community as tight-knit as ours, when, uh, when folks aren't around, absences are, are sometimes strongly felt. Uh, and that was really the impetus of my wanting to even have this conversation. You know, where did some of my friends go? What was the original idea behind it? And thinking about it more and talking to more people about it and asking people for their experiences... Uh, it's a much broader topic than, than honestly, a core conversation at DrupalCon. It, 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 I just kind of wanted to air it out a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and it was a little bit of like a group therapy session, too. Oh, yeah, like, especially. Yeah, for those... I think everybody's had their moments where they have contemplated doing something else or, you know, working on a different technology or working in a different community. And I don't think it's unreasonable or weird that people have decided to go into different communities or work in different technologies. I think everybody can very easily think of very valid and, and common reasons. Um, so it, it is something to talk and think about while you're still around and thinking about leaving and or how to more sustainably manage your time in Drupal going forward. Very cool. And um, obviously the, the video for that is up on YouTube. But um, 
So other than that, I know you said you've been spending a lot of time sort of like wrapping your brain around these stories and trying to get the message right. But did you have a good DrupalCon otherwise? Yeah, I had a great DrupalCon. Uh, you know, and in preparing this talk, I actually, it hit me uh, how many times I've been to DrupalCon now. And I, I forgot who it was. It was during Dries' uh, keynote when he, somebody was on stage and said, you know, I'm so-and-so and I've been to so many DrupalCons. And it was, you know, a point of fact or a point of note that they'd been to so many DrupalCons. So I actually opened my computer and went to D.O and started counting lines on my profile of how many DrupalCons I've been to. Uh, and this is my 12th DrupalCon, which is absurd to think about because only very recently Facebook in their, you know, what happened today little block uh, turned up a, a picture that I posted from the first DrupalCon I went to, which is in 2009, which is scary to think about because it isn't all that long ago, but in terms of Drupal events and things that have happened since, it is a really long damn time ago. Well, um, yeah, and I think if people still have, you know, unaired feelings about this, You'll be uh, taking calls like Dr. Laura right. style. Oh no, no, I, I yeah, yeah, th that that I'm not good at. I, I I would like to encourage people to talk about it more, and I think one of the things that one of the things I ended up talking to people about that just sort of bubbled up from these conversations is there's a certain generation of Drupalists that came in, let's say. Um, around the birth of Drupal 7 or maybe Drupal 6. Larry Garfield brought up a point that most people don't span whole number versions of Drupal beyond, you know, you only last like two whole number versions of Drupal. That, that's like the reading frame of the community. You know, people who've been around for the last two major versions. Well, I think he was specifically pointing out two people that work on core, right? Right, but I, I think that there's something to be said about people who've worked on Drupal in general as well, that the, the big bell-shaped curve generally wraps two versions. Uh, which is to say that it's not unusual to see people come and go, but it also means that the current, let's say, veteran group of Drupalists right now have been around Drupal for a fair amount of time, long enough so that they're a little older than maybe, say, in their 20s when they were single, unmarried, didn't have kids, uh, had a much more, they had more time, they had more capability, they had more enthusiasm, honestly, to do things like lots of community work or lots of contributing core or what have you. And as priorities bubble up in life, like kids and relationships and, uh, you know, business and the realities of being an older adult, you know, it gets filed away with all the other things that are priorities as well. And that sort of dovetailed with the, the notion that I've been at 12 DrupalCons now, so I'm an old man. Uh, and, and I made the joke about how you know, at 35, you know, I can't dunk anymore. Uh, uh, that, that was a terrible joke I made during my talk. Um, so one thing that, uh, I don't know, you could call it a criticism. Like, I, w I guess I was waiting for there to be, like, s maybe this is more of a boff thing, but, like, what do we do about, what do we do about, like, giving people support whether or not they want to leave? Like, is there a... Oh, I don't know if it's a support thing. I think, I mean, support is definitely, definitely valuable. I, I, I'm not being a community person in that way. I don't have answers about that. But I think it's just important to acknowledge that these issues and thoughts are real among people. Like a brochure, like, so you're thinking about leaving Drupal. Right, right, know? right, exactly. Uh, like the, uh, the, the netting, uh, the, the, the netting by the 
uh, by the balcony to, to prevent you from, uh, from jumping. No, I, I don't think it's like that. I think it's more of a everybody should... I think the conversation shouldn't be taboo, and I don't think there should be any stigma about having thoughts about, like, you know, thoughts about leaving Drupal or using some other technology. I think there, you know, these are the kind of conversations people might have one-on-one and, and not be willing to surface what I think are legitimate complaints and or issues with the community or how it's changed or not changed according to how have you changed. It's okay to bring these up. It's okay to, to surface these. It's, it's as valid as any other technical discussion we might have. Yeah, and, and there's definitely, for, for me personally, like these moments at DrupalCon where it's because you're surrounded by your family, as it were, that you can really like open up in a totally different way from just like going to like uh, a one-day business convention where you, you know, learn about return on investment or something like that, you know, something really boring and dry. Like, DrupalCon is neither boring nor dry. I mean, maybe maybe there's a couple of sessions here and there that don't have the same heart, but I, I feel like this place is like a... It's, it's, it's like a Woodstock. It's like a big, you know, like, gathering of, of people with bare feet and tattoos and no shirts on, and metaphorically speaking. I thought that's what bad camp was supposed to be, Ryan. <laughs> well, now that I live on the West Coast, maybe I'll actually learn what the heck is up with this bad camp thing. Right, and you should bring uh, Mike with you, and uh, I would like for Mike to go on the air on record as coming. All you have to do is make him the keynote speaker. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's a big, that's a big ask for bad camp. Okay, we'll, we'll have to file that one away. Uh, <laughs> there might be an email coming your way. So, uh, Mike... Did did we so, call on you yet? No. Yes, at the very beginning. At the very beginning, the discount podcast warehouse. Yes. So uh, ninety minutes ago, it's about right. We're we're podcast. we're bringing back our our deals for a second time. <laughs> Everything must go. Uh, Steve yet? No, not yet. He's very patient. But um, <laughs> okay, you're 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 not even going to play along. <laughs> Steve Steve Edwards. Uh, I feel like you're on our show, but only for three days out of the year. Yes, I'm the repeat guest that will just not go away. That's right. Uh, so in your viral fashion, have you discovered more things that people need to check out? What I wanted to give kudos to is whoever is the lyricist, whoever redoes all the songs with the Drupal lyrics. Jam. Is that Jam? He's awesome. You know, if you think of the lyrics for all the songs in the pre-note, where everybody's dressed up and they've converted, and then at the end of the day we had the modification of the Edgar Allan Poe poem, The Raven, to fit everything. It's just awesome. It's one of those skills that I dream of having that I wish I could have to rewrite stuff like that, but so it's you got to be creative to do that. I mentioned yet what you're talking about with The Raven. Oh, so uh, the announcement for the 2017 DrupalCon North America... Uh, which will be in Baltimore, was made by uh, somebody quoting the poem The Raven, dressed up as Edgar Allan Poe and reading through it and got to the very end and said, hey, we're going to Baltimore. Excellent. So, yeah, it was, that's, that's just one of those skills that I love, I wish I had, and I think is, is really great. And it makes all the, the presentations at DrupalCon just so much better. Yeah, um, you definitely got to appreciate the, the presentations that are polished enough that they can add that little extra um, you know, showmanship to right. them, right? Showmanship and just make it unique for this particular situation where you're at. Very cool, very cool. So uh, I guess at this point we've heard from everyone. 
So now uh, I start to get a little sleepy and just like lay my head down for about 30 minutes before I go to my volunteer dinner. And then tonight is the trivia night, which I'm sure everyone is really excited for. Yes. Kelly's yes. doing a dance right now. Actually, Kelly was doing a lot of dancing last night. <laughs> Oh, she had to, to say, she had to catch up on her Fitbit tracker. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say in uh, after David Wong, I have been to seven Drupal cons. I can't dunk, but I never could dunk in the first place. I have white man's disease, and I have never missed a trivia night either. And I will keep my perfect string going tonight. Well, very good. Um, this has been the Drupal Easy Podcast for 2016 in New Orleans, and. Uh, I am going to gesture to that guy over there so he comes a little bit Did you closer. Carry on? I'm ready to carry on. No, it's your, it's your thing, dude. Yes. No, I was wondering if you wanted to carry on with the joke you started and I ignored earlier. But we can... No, no. Everything must go. Everything must go. <laughs> <laughs> Including us. See ya.